Mate, did we watch a thing this week? Yeah, we did. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us here at We Watched a Thing. How you all doing? I'm asking no one. Let's try that again. How are you doing, Tove? I'm doing well, thanks, Billy. That's good. How you been, man? Oh, smashing form. Yeah? How about you? Top of the bloody world. I am glad to hear that. What have you been up to? Working and watching things. Yeah? Have you watched many things this week? I watched, um, I watched something good. I watched 12 Angry Men. Oh, it was for the first time. Which was on my list of shame. <laughs> so, did you actually, was it on TV or did you actually take the DVD out of the case finally and I put it in? I physically played it. And what, tell us about it. Uh, quite a good movie, that. It's a great movie. There's a reason it's well regarded. <laughs> yeah. It's outstanding. What I wasn't expecting was for it to be as completely relevant watching it in 2018. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. I was like, yeah, that's still us. Yeah. It's one of those movies that I think will most likely always be relevant. Yeah, because racism's got legs. Yeah. It's, it's it's a bit sad. Yeah, it's got staying power. Yeah. But I also watched something really good this week. Mm-hmm. Because I saw Skyscraper. So let's talk about that. But what was the really that. good thing you saw? <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. Let's dive into Skyscraper. So first up in the cinema, great experience because I'm sitting there and I was like- Hey, I shot that. Was there an ad that you shot before the movie? Okay, yes. I I am not secretly Robert Ellswit, <laughs> um, Oscar-winning cinematographer of Skyscraper. <laughs> but yes, an ad of mine did come on, and it was amazing. <laughs> I bet it was. It was at least as cinematic as what came after. <laughs> <laughs> That's unfair. <laughs> so, Skyscraper is written and directed by Rawson Marshall Thurber, and it stars Dwayne Johnson, Neve Campbell- uh, Chin Han, Roland Miller, Noah Taylor, Brian Mann, and Hannah Quinn Levin. Now, so I really liked this movie. So you you told me that your brother, who I know is a listener, so hey Nick, he messaged you after he saw this movie, and what what did he say again? He said skyscraper, not a masterpiece. I think that's unfair. You think that's unfair? So yeah, you listening to me, Nick? That's unfair. So hang on, for you to say that's unfair means you're declaring it a masterpiece. No, that's not what I'm saying. Well, then it's fair to say it's not a masterpiece. Isn't I'm it? saying that no, like this movie doesn't pretend to be a masterpiece. You don't. Get, that's like going to McDonald's and leaving a review on Yelp saying McDonald's not fine dining. It's like yeah, of course. What did you expect, Nick? Here's the difference. A really good film and a terrible film cost the same money to see, whereas junk from The Takeaway does not cost the same as a two Michelin star restaurant. Holy shit. Do you know what? I have never thought about that in my life, and that is actually a tremendous (laughs) point. I've been wasting my life and cash on garbage. There you go. In in both food and film. Um, But this is a fun movie. I, I think this is probably the most fun I've had in a cinema this year. Really? Yeah. Wow. This was a rollicking good ride. If like if you go into this in the right mindset, you will have a good time. I'd said to you beforehand that I think you'd say- Did you see it one day before me? Um, yes, I did. Yeah. yeah. And we were talking the day that I was going to see it, and you asked me where my expectations were. Yeah. And I was like, look, I'm looking for some dumb fun. Yeah. Was that met? Almost. It so was, you're saying the dumb part was meant as the fun part wasn't? The scales of dumb and fun, for me, weighted a bit far towards dumb. Oh, really? For me, it, it matched exactly as I felt it was going to and as I felt it should. Like to, This, to me, was like if Die Hard and the Fast and the Furious franchise 
got it on and had a little baby because it's just like a more outrageous diehard. It's basically diehard. Yeah, it's with like a, a far worse diehard is what it's like. It's a more fun diehard. Oh, good grief. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you actually kidding me? Diehard is like the gritty kind of version of this, which is fun in itself, but this has that real Dwayne Johnson feel to it. Like every Dwayne Johnson movie has a particular feel. It's like almost family friendly, but not quite. It's very sanitized. Well, here's one of my, my largest gripes with it is that I've never had less fun watching Dwayne Johnson. Really? Yeah. Oh, man, I had a ton of fun. I was like, man, what happened to, like, where's the, hey, at least I'm watching Dwayne Johnson. Wow, because this is probably up there with the most fun I've had. Man. Yeah. Wow, okay. So, I mean, let's let's get right into it then. I thought it had some great action sequences. In the trailer, obviously, we had that that scene of him <laughs> jumping, you know, the rock versus gravity, as you so nicely put it last week. And in the trailer, I was like, well, that's just going to be dumb. And yeah, the jump itself was kind of dumb, but the entire sequence leading up to that where he's climbing the crane and stuff, that was such a great action sequence. And I actually like, I had feelings going on while watching that. You didn't? Yeah. No, there was like one or two shots. There was one, yeah, there was one shot where I was like, okay, well done. This feels like it's high up. One. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought there were so many great action sequences. I loved that. I loved the scene where he made the kind of uh, gaffer tape like hands and was scaling the side of the building. I really enjoyed the design of the building itself. I thought it was really cool. I just, I liked this movie. Something with the design of the film, the design of the building, the pearl itself, every time I saw it in the movie, which is a lot of times, yeah. all I could think of was Fight Club. I was like, this thing just has to fall off and crush a Starbucks. (laughs) Project Mayhem is eyeing off this building going, fucking Christmas Day has come. (laughs) So it's hard. It's really hard not to compare this film to Die Hard. Something that's really effective about Die Hard is that your hero is an everyman. Yes. Like Bruce Willis is at at that point in time. Like he is your neighbor. The Rock is part God. Yeah, he, he's a big dude, he's, and I think that that's why they decided to give him the disability of being one-legged. But even that, that doesn't actually quite, more often helps him. Yeah, that doesn't quite land in the film because it very, very few times actually impacts him. There's like one point where he his leg comes off and he has to hop a little bit, and apart from that, you know, I would actually love to hear the point of view of this film from a disabled person and their thoughts on the film. This kind of stuff doesn't bother me, but like you look, for example, at Shape of Water last year, and there was a bit of a backlash about the fact that Sally Hawkins' role wasn't given to a mute person. I bet there are probably people out there who feel the same way about this. It does make you think, well, should they have written it this way without the intention to- Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I just would have skipped him having one leg. Yeah, because it doesn't actually impact it that much. Another thing that Die Hard has is awesome villains. It does. Man, what, what was the last thing we were talking about just totally forgettable villains in? Oh, Jurassic World Fallen franchise. Oh, yeah. Like, the first- The guy at the beginning who's, you know, used to be on Dwayne Johnson's team. Yeah. He just is nothing. <laughs> and just from the first- The only thing you get from him is the next time you meet him, you're like, you're bad. You've gone bad. <laughs> That's all you get from him. He's nothing. Yeah. Noah Taylor, Aussie actor. I oh, normally- He was great. I normally really like Noah I Taylor. I was so happy to see Noah up on the screen. I was like, hey, Noah. People might know him as the young David in Shine. He was also, he was Locke in Game of Thrones. 
Uh, he was nothing in this, just, <laughs> just nothing. Roland Moller, who was in one of my top five of last year, he's the lead in Land of Mine. Yep. And he's fantastic in that. No. <laughs> We've got the femme fatale. I forget her name, but I think it might actually be Exposition. <laughs> I, I enjoyed all these people, man. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> the one person who's really good- is Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell surprised the shit out of me. I said to you before you saw it, I was like, man, you're going to have your mind blown. It's going to be an Alicia Silverstone in Killing of a Sacred Deer moment for you where you're going to be like, holy crap, this person's in this movie. You didn't have that moment. You texted me afterwards being, were you talking about Nev Campbell? So you I knew, knew she was in it. You knew she was going to be in it. But yeah, I, it- I sat there for 90 minutes going, <laughs> man, when's this stunt casting coming? <laughs> Did it? Were you shocked? Think back to when you heard she was in it. Did that surprise you? Nah, because I'd just been watching her in House of Cards anyway. Oh, she's in House of Cards. Yeah, and she's excellent. Man, I got to get on the house. See, because so- I'm a huge Neve Campbell fan. And in my head, she disappeared in like the early 2000s. Like, I remember obviously Scream, Wild Things, being a teenage boy is the one that most sticks in my memory. And I don't remember her in anything since. So when I saw her in this, I was like, holy crap, it's a Neve Campbell. Campbell's like- alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, she's really good in House of Cards. But now, of course, it's kind of icky to go back and watch House of Cards. Well, that's why I haven't started it because mm. I don't I don't know if I'm allowed to. Well, like- just take my word for it that Campbell is excellent. Yeah, and she was great in this. One thing I really liked about this, talking about Die Hard, yes, this is kind of a ripoff and this is kind of just an amalgamation of a bunch of action movie tropes. I liked that they did put some little spins on it. I liked that the stakes were actually really small in this movie. It's an empty building. The only people in the building are his family. And to me, I actually really enjoyed that because you don't have this whole disaster movie feel to it. It, He is literally just trying to save his family. And then his family becomes quite a large part of it. Like how often in these movies does the wife, the Nev Campbell character, get to be a little bit badass? It doesn't happen. And in this, she was fantastic and a great character as well. She actually got to do some cool stuff. Unlike the kids- even the you know kids, how I feel about kids in but these even movies. The I'm kids, just like, just- you look at this compared to Jurassic World three weeks ago. The kids in that. this are f- much more fleshed I out. I still would not have cared one bit if one of those burning logs had come down and crushed them. Oh, piss off. I wouldn't have cared. They're kids. You wouldn't have cared if kids died. No. You are a heartless <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> you would have had zero feelings if that cute little kid got crushed. I really would not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. They're so nothing. And this isn't the, the two, the little actors. They're fine. They yeah. do a fine job. Yeah, they were, they were pretty good. But they just serve so little purpose that I'm just like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed the family dynamic. I liked Nev Campbell. I liked the kids. I liked the fact that they actually had a role to play other than just being victims. Um, yeah, I enjoyed that little twist on it. I like that Die Hard takes the arrest development track with kids neither seen nor heard yeah. what's that school called the milford the school? milford academy yeah. <laughs> you can always tell a milford man that's my that's my kind of kids in film and and again speaking of die hard and this was really strange they they ripped off the ending when john mcclain is reunited with the cop, with the cop. <laughs> and in this it made no sense because the Rock hasn't spoken to they this cop. They haven't spoken once. <laughs> they don't know each other. And it was, it was this really weird moment where he comes out of the building and the cop is like, it's nice to finally meet you. And The Rock like kind of like- And The Rock's like, who are you? <laughs> it was so strange, are you, are you one of the guys that tried to shoot me? Because <laughs> fuck you, actually. 
was so strange. Yeah, that was. I remember watching that going, what? Like, at what point when writing the script did that seem like it made sense? You think you think someone took time to write this script? Well, there was at least a storyboard or two done. <laughs> yeah. But that's it. Okay, speaking of the script, couple of like I I laughed twice. Yeah, I don't laugh. I don't laugh much. In I'm not much of a loller in in films. Do you remember what the two lines you laughed at were? Because Def- I actually don't remember laughing. I laughed at the duct tape line. I laughed at that because that was a great line. And and being in the industry, we are like gaffer tape is. King, like we use it for, is the industry. We use it for everything. <laughs> um, that was a really great line, um, and that was like one of the few bits where I'm like, "Yes, this is why I I really like Dwayne Johnson on screen." Yes, yeah. he's just enjoy. Like you cannot dislike Dwayne Johnson. Uh, I can't tell you what the other line was. I think it, I th- I'm tr- I'm pretty sure it was a line of Campbell's, but I can't remember. I can't remember which one it was. Yeah. So okay, it made me laugh twice. That's like even for a comedy. That's actually. Yeah. Pretty good. That's two times more than Jurassic World made me do anything. And so you didn't find any of the action sequences in the film? I thought they were really well executed and really effective. Like, I very rarely emote during action films. But, like, when he was, you know, like, when you saw those views of Down at the City and when he was scaling that crane and stuff, like, my heart was literally, like, pounding. Mm, No, mine wasn't. You know, like, you spoke about the, you know, the sticky tape around the the edge of the, the, like- I can't invest in, and this is purely a personal thing, it's not saying it's badly made. I can't invest in something that I'm looking at going, he's not 60 metres off the- Like, it's scary for me to have someone doing tiling on their own roof. Yeah. Because actually, yeah, you could fall because you are actually there. Yeah. Then- than that kind of thing with a bunch of clearly CGI flames going around him because I'm so, like, but you think I'm looking because cl- I thought this. W- I have to be honest with you. I thought this was the best CGI work I've seen this year. Definitely, this knocks every other film we've seen so far out of the park. This is so much better than Ant Man. So much better than Jurassic World. I thought the execution was good. I was never particularly worried about those flames. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think that's because the flames were clearly fake, or do you think that's just because you know that this isn't a reality? It's just the whole thing that, for me, with these kind of things, I might as well be looking at a video game. And, like, despite the fact that so much of it looks like a video game, I will give props to Robert Ellswit, the cinematographer, because one thing they don't do in this film, one of my pet peeves, as you know, is virtual camera going yes. around everywhere. It's one of the reasons why. The rock being on the crane does kind of work for me because the camera's always just- It's following him virtually. Above him. Yeah. Which, you know, if if you were actually shooting that for real, yeah, you could put the camera there. If, if the camera was just doing 360s around this crane, you're like, yeah, what am I looking at? Yeah. And I think to the credit of the VFX artist too, the other thing that they got really right- which is one thing that I'm praising is the scale of everything is consistent, which is really huge. And like, we've seen terrible examples of it. For example, the 99 Godzilla, where Godzilla continuously changes size depending on the scene he's in. Even like, it happens so frequently. I've seen it happen in the Avengers movies as well with Ant-Man and Hulk and stuff, where their sizes really vary depending on the background around them. And I liked that in this, Everything felt consistent. Sure, you knew the building was fake. You knew the crane wasn't real. But everything in relation to each other was consistent. And that's what's really important. How um, how realistic did you find the the fireman's axe that he got out of the thing? <laughs> that thing looked like it was made in fucking Asgard. 
It was bad ass. I was like, that is an awesome axe. However, I call bullshit that that axe is behind the break glass in case of emergency box. That would be amazing. Maybe it is. Maybe axe design. Maybe I'm in the past with axe Maybe. design. Maybe. I mean, how many axes have you ever held? My lawyer tells me I can't answer that question. I mean, I used to chop firewood. And that was that was a pretty bland axe. That was like a five dollar like Bunnings axe, and it was really annoying too because every time you would like swing it down to chop the wood, the head would fly off. And of course, it's an axe. That's, so that's safe. fucking dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be there chopping wood, and this axe would just fly off. You go, oh fuck! You got to walk over and pick up the head, put it back on the stick, and then of course you'd go to chop wood. It would just happen again. Was it like your grandpa's <laughs> axe, where like they say they've had the same axe for sixty years, and just <laughs> ignore the fact that it's had three different heads in that time yeah. and two different handles? <laughs> same axe. <laughs> yeah. Had it, had it for 60 years. <laughs> they don't make things like they used to. No, now they make them in Asgard. Yeah. I'm telling you, if Thor had this axe, end of Infinity War would have been different. <laughs> Just chop off. It's an incredible axe that, yeah. that, that, that Dwayne Johnson picks up. So I was reading an article today that was claiming we are now oversaturated with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. That he is taking on too many projects. This was only like his 67th film this year. (laughs) I'm all for The Rock. The more Rock, the better. I can smell what he's cooking. How do you feel about it? I don't see that much of The Rock. Yeah? Like, I've still got, like, this is how much I enjoy The Rock on screen. I think I saw The Scorpion King twice. (laughs) Loved it. Oh, my God. I love the Mummy movies, and even I didn't see the Scorpion King twice. I did work at a cinema at the time. I didn't pay for it. But yeah. I, you know, I still went twice. I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch The Rock. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't feel the need to see most things he's in, to be honest. <laughs> did you see the new Jumanji reboot? No, which everyone says is really fun. Actually great fun. <laughs> Actually a pretty fun movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm all for The Rock. I'm, I'd be happy to sub out some Rock films to get more. Campbell. Oh, man, Since for sure. She's clearly great. Oh, yeah. I mean, if Nev Campbell's back, let's put her in everything. CGI her face into things. <laughs> she could play the shark in Jaws. Hey. Oh, there's that new, you know, that, did you did you get a trailer for that big shark thing with I Jason Statham? You know that that's on our schedule. <laughs> I was watching this trailer going, we have to do this movie. Yeah, oh, yeah, we do. That looks tremendous. It looks like it's going to be the next best thing since Deep Blue Sea. That's that's a high bar. That's a really Deep high Blue bar. Deep Blue Sea is amazing. It really is. You know, there was a direct-to-DVD sequel that came out about three weeks ago. Which is that so? We should check it out at some point. Uh, anything else you'd like to talk about Skyscraper? I reckon I'm probably done. So, like, as we said, I was, like, I was hoping for some dumb fun. Like, for me, and again, people are sometimes like, what? With my ratings. If this had been- I was hoping for a four out of ten, and I would have been happy with that. Right, but so you're going higher than that, though, presumably. No. I was like, can I give this more than a three? No, I cannot. uh, That makes no sense to me because this weighed far more towards fun for me than it did even dumb. I'm happy it did for you. It was definitely dumb fun, but it was so much more fun than I expected. I thought it was going to be a lot worse. I haven't seen Rampage yet because I've heard that that is much more dumb than it is fun. But this for me, you know, it was it was only an hour and a half. It was the perfect length film. Why are films, even bad films these days, are two hours plus? Uh, Billy said films these days, everyone drink. <laughs> I don't make them like they used to. 
But it's true. Even bad films are over two hours. This knew exactly what it was, and it delivered exactly what I wanted to get from it. I walked into the cinema. I saw The Rock jump gaps that couldn't be jumped. I saw him climb buildings that couldn't be climbed. I saw Nev Campbell, and I will forever be grateful for that. (laughs) So, I'm giving it a six, and I think it's at least worth that. Because if you have a bad time in this film- you just you were just there to have a bad time. I wasn't. I promise you I wasn't. I was hoping to be, you know, switch my brain off and just enjoy it. Did you see it with your lady friend? Yeah. And what did she think? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there was no sport on. We had nothing to talk about. I bet she loved it. I'm going to, I'm going to message her and I'm going to ask. Yeah, look, so I'm I'm giving it a six. And for me, it was between a six and a seven. Yeah, right. And the only reason I dropped down is because- I gave Die Hard an eight, and I was like, okay, when you're talking about filmmaking, this is clearly not on the same level as that. It might be at least as fun, <laughs> which I am arguing, but it's it's clearly not as good a film. So I d- when you because com- when I rate films, I got, I got to compare them to similar films. I'm not going to rate this compared to Twelve Angry Men. That's just outrageous. But I did have to drop it. Maybe down if the building had caught on fire in Twelve Angry Men, <laughs> that, that would be much better. <laughs> 12 fiery men. Hey, 12 hot men. <laughs> that's, that's a different film. Oh, talking to our workmates today. I was like, oh, yeah, I went to Skyscraper last night. They were like, oh, how was it? I was like, just watch Die Hard again. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm i going to disagree with that. I'm going to say watch this before Die Hard. Watch Die Hard again, for sure, but check this out as well. Especially at Christmas. Uh, yeah, definitely. This isn't a Christmas movie. Which did you see that uh, Bruce Willis came out? Saying Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Yeah, but 21st century Bruce Willis is a miserable bastard. Yeah. So that, that holds no, that hold, that, no, yeah. disregard that. <laughs> Clearly a Christmas movie. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I will tell you, you were talking about where your ranking was close to. No way known to God was I ever thinking about giving Skyscraper a two. Yeah, it's, be- it's, it's much not better. The just- it's not Justice League. No. Hey, speaking of Justice League, we don't often talk about kind of movie news and stuff, but. What are you thinking about this uh, Joker film with Joaquin Phoenix? So much of the wiring in my brain yells, what are you doing? I'm so interested. <laughs> the cast, like the ca- the casting, I think, is amazing. Like, disregard the current state of the DCEU, blah, 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 blah. And, of course, this is not going to be connected, so you can disregard all that. Yes, yeah, so, if someone so came this up is to going me, to be- dis- Like, they're not discounting Jared Leto. Stand- is- it's just a standalone story that involves DC characters. Okay. And if someone had come up to me and said, and I ignore that the DCEU exists, and said, hey, Joaquin Phoenix is going to play the Joker, that's awesome. Yeah. I miss the standalone film. Like, honestly, like sometimes you look at it and the world today is so franchise heavy that you sit there and you get, particularly in the realm of superheroes. Are you saying that films these days are (laughs) franchise heavy? Not in those words. Okay. (laughs) I'll just put this beer down. (laughs) But particularly like superhero films, you look at them and everything is a franchise. I miss the, you know, you look at, we got some great standalone superhero movies and original superhero movies. Yeah. I'm, I'm super interested. Yeah. Me too. All right. Well, I guess that's it for us then. What are we checking out next week? Next week, we are throwing it into reverse once again. A film that one of us hasn't seen. Billy has not seen, wait for it, 2001 A Space Odyssey. I I haven't seen 2001 A Space Odyssey. And this just times out beautifully because my local cinema is showing it next weekend, which I'm psyched because I've never seen it on the big screen. So, I'm just pumped for this. 
I'm looking forward to you watching it. Okay. I'm looking forward to watching it. I'll probably watch it in the next couple of days, to be honest. I am keen to see it, and I have been keen to see it for a long time. Yeah, people rate it. I have, yeah, I think it's it's some, uh, it's some in the conversation up there with, you know, things like Titanic and Skyscraper and all those really great films. So I'm oh, sure- God, I want to set the bar that high. <laughs> let's, sure man- let's manage expectations. <laughs> no, I'm looking forward to that. I think that's going to be fun. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, everybody. It's been a pleasure. It has been very pleasurable. And if you want to get in touch with us- Like 12 can- hot men. <laughs> Shh. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchthething.com or at wewatchthething at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchthething. If you'd like to help support us and also get access to bonus content and stuff like that, you can find us at patreon.com forward slash wewatchthething. Also, a little heads up, we this week recorded a guest spot with our good pals over at the IMDb Journey podcast. That was actually a heap of fun. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was really, really good. Uh, didn't have to watch a movie or prep or anything, which was nice. It was just- Trivia games got in a uh, Spielberg draft, so hop on them Twitters and vote for us. (laughs) Or them if you like there's more. No, don't do that. (laughs) But definitely go check out the episode. It's, It's really good fun. You can find them just by searching for IMDb Journey. Happy movie watching, everyone. 